Hey, good morning. It's uh, good to see you today. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, Tuesday, June the 8th, 2021. Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. Uh, Sunday morning, this coming Sunday, we should learn if that Yahoo, Netanyahu, will still be in charge in Israel, the prime minister. Uh, Parliament will vote uh, vote in or vote at, or, or not vote in the new government, the no, uh, the new uh, coalition government, and suddenly Netanyahu will be a private citizen and will be sitting there, really concerned. I wonder if he'll stay in the country. I mean, the, or is he going to go to Ecuador? Because there are some criminal uh, um, investigations uh, into him. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe he'll go to Ecuador. You think? What do you think? If he's uh, um, suddenly no longer prime minister, we'll see what happens. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me. And I truly appreciate, like I always say, I really appreciate you coming. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search there. I hope I show up at the top of the search. Or is my Google telling me that it will? I will show up at the top of the search because I search it to check it? I don't know. I, you can tell me. I, I I don't know how Google works entirely. Uh, so if you can, bring someone with you tomorrow or, or today, you know, say, hey, check this guy out. Uh, and tweet to me questions, insights, or fights. You want to fight with me? Bring it on. Uh, I will argue with you. I will argue with you. And I will win. Uh, at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Yes, come argue with me. Um... Ever wonder why Joe Manchin is such a douche? You ever wonder that? Follow the money. A political advocacy group backed by billionaire Charles Koch has been pressuring Manchin to oppose key parts of the Democratic agenda, including uh, filibuster reform and voting rights legislation. So if you've been watching social media and you've been saying, oh, I'm I'm against voting rights legislation, I'm against filibuster reform. It's because David Koch has spent a lot of money getting it out there on social media, just so you'll believe him. I mean, not David Koch, Charles Koch. David Koch died last year, but his footprint and Charles are still there. There's a third brother. I thought he might have died, but he wasn't in politics. He stayed out of it. Um... Anyway, that lobbying effort appears to be paying off. Manchin, as we talked about yesterday, wrote that he opposed eliminating the filibuster and that he would not vote for the uh, uh, For the People Act, which advocates say would limit the influence of big money donors on elections. Now, who would want to keep the influence of big money donors on elections? Who? Hmm. Huh. You don't think Charles Koch would want that, would you? So is that why he uh, 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 Manchin is against election reform? Because he wants the big money of Charles Koch. Uh, Americans for Prosperity launched the website titled West Virginia Values, which calls on people to email Manchin to be the voice West Virginia needs. And, uh, of course, they tell you what to say in the email. Um Uh, To be the voice West Virginia needs in D.C. Reject Washington's partisan agenda. So uh, they they want you to email them, but they want you to email them and say what they say. 
Don't think for yourself. Uh, you know, that's the... Uh, uh, that's important in the Republican Party that people do not think for themselves. So I hope you're doing a good job. I think for myself. I call out Democrats when they need to be called out. And that's how usually Democrats are. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Will Rogers who said uh, um, uh, leading the Democrats is like herding cats? <laughs> I think it was Will Rogers. Was it Will Rogers that said that? Um, Anyway, uh, uh, the website, it then lists all of the items Manchin has promised to oppose, including the idea of eliminating the filibuster, uh, the For the People Act, and packing the Supreme Court. Uh, Republicans are against packing the Supreme Court, but they're happy to do that when they shove Amy Coney Barrett up our collective asses. Yes, that did happen. After Trump was voted out of office. Uh, it then shows everything the group believes Manchin should oppose, including Biden's infrastructure plan and the union-friendly PRO Act. Anti-union. Why would the Koch brothers be against anti-union? Gee, I wonder why. I, I keep on saying the Koch brothers. I'm so used to saying it, even though David has died. But um, the Koch political network is just one of many groups that have orchestrated outside efforts to oppose the Democratic-backed election bill. The New Yorker reported on a meeting between Koch leaders and representatives from other conservative groups about how they've tried to stop the bill from passing, but that some of their own polling shows that campaign finance elements of the legislation is widely supported. That's white. That's right. Republicans and Democrats want uh, campaign finance reform. They don't want corporations telling them what to say. We don't like that. I don't like that. I'm sure you don't like that. We generally don't like that, Republicans included. Uh, Manchin has uh, defended the Kochs. Um, I keep on saying uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Kochs from attacks by his own parties, uh, uh, saying, People want jobs. This is back when David Koch was alive. This is a quote from when uh, David Koch was alive. So he defended the Kochs back then. Um, he said, People want jobs. You don't beat up people. I mean, I don't agree with their politics or philosoph uh, or philosophically, but you know they're Americans. They're doing paying their taxes. I don't care. Anyway, he, that's what he said in response to questions about par uh, party leaders blasting the Kochs. Uh, anyway, now that I have your attention, let's make an attempt. Let's try and fix the world. There's something funny going on here, and I kind of want to know what, what exactly is going on. And apparently the crypto world wants to know as well. U.S. investigators have recovered millions in crypto. They say was paid in ransom to hackers who, uh, whose attack uh, prompted the, uh, you know, the shutdown of that uh, uh, pipeline last month the uh, fuel pipe pipeline. The Justice Department said it seized approximately 2.3 million in Bitcoins paid to individuals in the criminal hacking group known as Darkside. Now, if you're saying, well, that 2.3 uh, million looks kind of light. Well, that's because Bitcoin dropped quite a bit. It's at, it's actually, it's at 30,000 right now. Uh, 30, just over 30,000, I think. And, and that's because of this, I think. The FBI said it uh, has been investigating Darkside, which it said to, uh, is said to share its malware tools with other criminal hackers for over a year. 
The ransom recovery was the first seizure undertaken by the recently created Department of Justice Digital Extortion Task Force. Acting U.S. Uh, Attorney Stephanie Hines for the Northern District of California said the extortionists will never see this money. New financial technologies that attempt to anonymize an, an, uh, payments will not... <laughs> Boy, I, why do I have trouble with that word? Anonymize. Payments will not provide a, a curtain from behind which criminals will be permitted to pick the pockets of hardworking Americans. So they followed the money. They followed it all the way to the crypto wallet, the, uh, the, the, the e-coin wallet, and used the key, the passwords, to open the wallet and get back the money. That is what I want to know about. Were they able to find the password somewhere? Or do they have a pro have a programming hack to crack it? This is the question. This is really important. People have Bitcoin because they want to hide money. Why would they want to buy into uh, uh, Bitcoin if the government can now go in and seize it? If there is a programming to crack it, this is this is why people are scared. Does the government? I mean, that would be. Uh, you would have to have a computer, a huge computer to be able to do that. And it would have to be a quantum computer. Now, they say they have, uh, um, uh, I guess, experimental quantum computers. But if the FBI is using a quantum computer, that means they can get into people's crypto. That means they can get into people's crypto when people themselves can't get into it like like um uh i uh, there's somebody that i that i know that's having trouble getting into a wallet um do they have programming to get into wallets if you don't have the uh uh the password so this is this is really dangerous this is really dangerous and this could destroy crypto this is why it dropped so much in the last couple of days and that is what everybody wants to know and and I mean, look at Bitcoin today. I think it was it was thirty six or thirty seven um, last week, and now it's thirty. Yeah. The FBI developed a messaging app. This is something else, and distributed it as a means for criminal un the criminal underworld to discuss plans, discuss their future criminal uh, plans. Uh, the whole time they were watching everyone. Uh, the thing is, this this may be found illegal in some countries if there wasn't a proper warrant. Interesting to see how it will turn out in the courts. Um, I know in the United States, this is weird because law enforcement can't wouldn't be able to do this, I don't think. Uh, but the FBI did it worldwide, so it's a little different. Law enforcement agencies, uh, 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 this is what they said. Um, criminal gangs divulged plans for moving drug shipments and carrying out killings on this messaging app secretly run by the FBI. They unveiled a global sting operation that said dealt an unprecedented blow to organized crime in countries around the world. The operation known as Trojan Shield led the police to raids in 16 nations. Uh, you know, the, the old Trojan horse, this is what it was. They, they, they sent out these, I'll tell you about that in a second. More than 800 suspects were arrested and more than 32 tons of drugs, including cocaine, cannabis, amphetamines, methamphetamines, were seized along with 
250 firearms, 55 luxury cars, and more than $148 million in cash and cryptocurrencies. Um, so the seeds of the sting were sown when law enforcement agencies earlier took down two encrypted platforms, EncroChat and SkyECC, that had been used by criminal gangs to organize drug trafficking and underworld hits. With the gangs in the, uh, in the market for a new means of communication, the FBI stepped in with a, a, a covertly developed app called Anom that was installed on mo modified mobile phones. Over the last 18 months, the FBI provided these phones via uh, uh, unsuspected middle, uh, unsuspecting middlemen to more than 300 gangs operating in more, more than 100 countries. Intelligence gathered and analyzed uh, all this uh, 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 communication and, and it enabled them to prevent murders. Uh, it led to the seizure of the drugs that, uh, and that led to the seizure of weapons and it helped prevent a number of crimes. The Anum app became popular in criminal circles as uh, users told one another it was a safe platform. But in all that time, police were looking over the shoulders of criminals as they discussed hits, drug shipments, and other crimes, of course. Uh, pretty smart of the FBI, but we'll see what happens in court with all these people. They have expensive lawyers, so we'll see. A new Senate report reveals previously known, unknown details about the stunning security break, breakdowns ahead of the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack, including a finding that the U.S. Capitol Police main intelligence unit was aware of the potential for violence beforehand. Now, we've discussed this in length because, as you know, and I, I've talked about this, as you know, I talked to the Capitol Police they didn't believe it could happen. And I said that. I said that. And, and now they are saying that. I said this back in December, before the insurrection, that they didn't believe it could happen. The FBI visited my door and talked to me about it. And they said, oh, it can't happen. The FBI told me that to my face that it could not happen. The insurrection could not happen before it happened. They told me to my face it could not happen. And I told them of the history. I said, what about Poland in 19, what was it, 1919? Uh, was it 1918? When, when uh, they had their insurrection? It can happen. We were very close to a full insurrection. Who would have been charged had Pelosi been killed? And had uh, um, and uh, uh, had, had uh, the vice president been killed, who would have been in charge? So, anyway, the report adds an authoritative uh, emphasis to uh, previous evidence that uh, there were massive intelligent failures, critical miscommunications, and unheeded warnings that ultimately led to uh, the chaotic response that day. My own warning. I said, I told them it would happen. I told them it would happen. And they came after me because they wanted to stop people like me from telling them that it would happen.
And I'm sure there were other people like me that were uh, visited by the FBI by, uh, because they were voicing their concerns of an insurrection. Uh, the report, which was uh, compiled by the Senate Homeland Security and Rules Committee um, to, have su- uh, to have support for, uh, from both parties, the language had to be carefully crafted and that it uh, included ex- it, it, crafting the language included excluding the word insurrection, which notably does not appear outside of the witness quotes and footnotes inside the entire uh, document. Uh, the re- uh, which is troublesome. This is the Republican Party. This is the Republican uh, Party uh, part of, of, of uh, this investigative team not wanting that word on there because they don't want to be tied to it when things come out. The report did not attempt to look at the origins and the development of, uh, of the groups or the individuals that participated in the attack on the Capitol. In other words, they don't want to find out why these people did it. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Roger Stone. They don't, want to, uh, they don't want to know why these groups formed. And this is why we need a 9-11 type of commission to look into it. And this is why Republicans are blocking it. This is a problem. These people are criminals. These Republicans are criminals. This is why they are blocking this commission. This is why they don't want a full investigation. It's unconscionable. The mother of the, the officer who died at the Capitol went to the Republicans and said, please have this commission investigate what's going on. And they looked her straight in the face and said, nah, we're not going to do it. I don't care that your son died at the, uh, at the, uh, from the, because of the Capitol insurrection. Oh, they wouldn't have said insurrection, of course. I don't care your son died. And five people. I don't care five people died. That's not my problem. I'm not going to find out what happened. I don't want to find out what happened. And we all know why. Because they're part of it. They, some of them helped these insurrectionists. Moving on. During Trump's term, Department of Justice officials uh, authorized subpoenas. We talked about this. Uh, they <clears throat> authorized subpoenas to secretly obtain the phone and email records of reporters uh, at the um, uh, the Post, uh, CNN, and the New York Times. Uh, generally, middle of the road newspapers. Nothing, nothing far right winged. They didn't care about those pl- those people. Uh, in the wake of the revelations, Biden last month condemned the un- unconstitutional actions taken by. His predecessor, by Trump, uh, 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 ju- the Justice Department then, and vowed that his administration would protect the rights of journalists and, by extension, those of the public. Unfortunately, uh, Post publisher Fred Ryan wrote Sunday, new revelations suggest that the Biden Justice Department uh, not only allowed these disturbing intrusions to continue, it intensified the government's attack on the First Amendment rights before finally backing down in the face of uh, reporting about the, uh, the conduct. So the Biden administration continued it. 
like I said, you're herding cats here. I'm not going to fall lockstep behind the Biden administration if they do something wrong. I will call them out. After Biden took office, the the department continued to pursue subpoenas for reporters. Uh, Email logs issued to Google, which operates the New York Times email systems, and it obtained a gag order compelling a Times attorney to keep silent about the fact that federal authorities were seeking to seize his colleagues' records. He told a Times attorney that, that he couldn't tell his client that the Justice Department were sneaking around their emails. This is insane. Biden, you did this? You criminal? Yeah, damn straight, I'm going to call you out. Later, when the Justice Department broadened the number of those permitted to know about the effort, it barred Times executives from discussing the legal battle with the Times newsroom, including the paper's top editor. The editor, I mean, these executives couldn't even tell the editor that they were being investigated. This is insane. This is insane that the Biden administration did this. And they should certainly be called out. Moving on. A former top White House trade negotiator, uh, Cleet Williams, Willems, rather, uh, said China made a huge strategic blunder when it retaliated against Europe by imposing sanctions on EU politicians. has to do with uh, the deal that they were working out with China, the EU was working out with China. In March, China imposed sanctions on 10 European Union politicians and four other entities. They came as an immediate retaliation for sanctions the EU imposed on China for the arbitrary detentions of Uyghurs in China. And we've talked about the Uyghurs so many times. These people have been brutalized by both China, especially by China, but also by the United States. Uh, Also in March, the United States, uh, United Kingdom and Canada said China engaged in forced labor, mass detention in internment camps, forced sterilizations. We just talked about that last week. And other abuses against uh, Uyghurs. Uh, The European Parliament last month paused the ratification of a new investment pact with China until Beijing lifts the sanctions on the EU. Uh, The EU-China Comprehensive Agreement on Investment had been in the works for seven years and was finally agreed by negotiators in December. When that happened, suddenly sanctions, uh, it, it would have put EU companies on equal footing in China and cement Beijing's status as a trusted trading partner. Not anymore. It would have also given each party's Uh, businesses, greater access to the other's markets. Not anymore. So we're back to the human rights abuses. Uh, And all of this would have been avoided had China been honest and had stopped its ethnic cleansing, its forced sterilizations, and uh, all that other uh, horrible, uh, you know, detentions, internment camps, forced labor, and and, uh, uh, um, brainwashing so to speak, Uh, um, re-education camps. That's what they call them. Uh, Moving on. So it's official, is it? Uh, The Wall Street Journal said Monday, citing uh, people familiar with the classified document, a report on the origins of COVID-19 
by a U.S. government national laboratory uh, concluded that the hypothesis of a virus leak from a Chinese lab in Wuhan is plausible and deserves further investigation. So it's official that it deserves further investigation, I suppose. It's not official that that's what happened, but it's partially there. Uh, a still-classified U.S. intelligence report that we talked about before uh, circulating uh, during uh, former uh, President Trump's administration alleged that three researchers at China's Wuhan Institute of Virology became so ill in November uh, of 2019 that they sought hospital care. And they were in the hospital, from what I understand. Uh, moving on, new data released Monday showed... Atmospheric carbon dioxide reached a monthly average level over 400 parts per million, 419 parts per million to be exact, uh, in May, which is not only the maximum reading ever recorded since accurate measurement began 63 years ago, but also the highest level the planet has experienced in over 4 million years. So, you wonder, how do they know uh, what CO2 levels were 4 million years ago. Uh, this is from um, the ice shelf. We, you drill into the ice shelf, you go down a couple hundred feet, and you can sample what the air was 3 or 4 million years ago. We know, we, because, because these ice caps have been building for millennia. So you just take a, a small sample and you measure it in a lab, and that's how you know. For, for you Republicans that say, oh, you can't figure that, you don't know that, for you Republicans who say that. Anyway, during the time, uh, sea level was about 78 feet higher than today. The average temperature was 7 degrees Fahrenheit higher than in uh, pre-industrial times, and studies indicate large forests uh, occupied areas of the Arctic that are now tundra. Uh, the scientists noticed that while the worldwide economic slowdown during the coronavirus pandemic led to a significant but temporary decrease in global greenhouse gas emissions, the drop had no discernible impact on the rate of atmospheric CO2 accumulation. So this, this temporary uh, 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 halting of belching of CO2 gas didn't really do anything. Uh, because, I mean, uh, the oceans are, are uh, oversaturated. I mean, there are estimates that if we didn't have any oceans on Earth, because the oceans absorb so much CO2, if we didn't have any oceans, the temperature would be uh, closer to about 200 degrees right now on average. Average temperature. Fahrenheit. 200 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, I believe. Average daily temperature. Which would be a little bit much for us to live off of. Uh, you might, that's average, so you might be able to get by uh, at the, uh, the poles where it would be a nice, uh, cool 140, 150 degrees. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been in 140 degree temperature before. So, uh, uh, for a long time I was. And, uh, yeah, it's not pleasant. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Ah, you know, I rambled a little bit today. Sorry about that. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening. I, I truly appreciate you. Uh, Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. I just rambled way too long today. Look at that. I'm like at 20, 29 minutes. 
Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I I truly appreciate you. Uh, If you can, bring someone with you today and tomorrow. uh, And tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, Tweet to me. Questions or insights or fights, come, bring it on. I want to hear from you. Yeah, I'm serious, man. If you have something to say, or if you, maybe you have something that you want to ask me about. I, I'm well-versed. There's a lot of things I don't talk about every day that because it would make each podcast like two hours long. So, yeah, if you, ha- if you have a question, just let me know. Um, tweet to me at uh, um, Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, geez, will you please remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.